Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening. Praise God, praise God. We want to thank and praise God for his goodness and his mercy, for his loving kindness, for his protecting power, for his ability to continue, to continue over and over to show his mercy and his love to us. We thank God for all of you that are listening tonight, those of you that are supporting us and giving us the encouragement to continue to teach the word of God. And we thank God for our panel members. And while we're here tonight, we're going to let you know that um, before we get started, you'll be getting your test for exams for the second and third chapter of Jeremiah. And I'm going to be sending them out by email. Those of you that may be in church on Sunday, I can give you a a hard copy. But we're going to press on because we're going to complete this book. And uh, tonight, I'm going to ask my husband if he will open with prayer And then we're going to begin to study with chapter 4. So grab your Bibles, grab your pens and pencils, your paper, and get ready to take notes. Praise God, praise God. We're thanking God just for his goodness. We're thanking him for his mercy, for letting us see another week in the land of the living. And as we go before God, we want to give God the praise, the honor, and the glory because he's been so good. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, first of all, for your goodness and your mercy, God. Because, God, we know if it hadn't been for your mercy, where would we be, God? And, Lord, our prayer tonight, God, that you, God, will use each and every one of your vessels, God. Lord God, that they will come forth in a mighty way and do what you have them to do, God. And, God, can we see and we know that time is running out, God. And, God, we encouraging each and every one, God, that they will stand, God, and to do your perfected will, God. And, God, we just want to love you above all love, God, because, God, you've been so good to us, God, and we know that we can't make it, God, without your tender mercy and your love and your peace, God, that you've given us, God, and even now, God, we commit our very soul into your hand, God, and, God, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts, God, go forth to each and every one tonight, God, and, God, that you will get the glory and the honor, God, because we're just willing to do what you have asked us to do, and we thank and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, and our very soul say yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I just want to do a little bit of a synopsis from uh, starting with chapter 1 of Jeremiah. We talked about Jeremiah's call, and in chapter 2 we talked about his message to the sinful Israel. Chapter 3, we went a little further, and we dissected the word a little more where the Lord requires Judah to, where Judah turns from the Lord. So tonight, starting with chapter 4, we're talking about God called Israel by his promise. And we're going to read, I'll read the first four verses, and then I'm going to explain mine as I go along, and then um, if you want to jump in after this, then you just step right in and uh, 
let the Lord use you, okay? This is going to be an exciting class. Last week was whoo, off the chain, so this week is going to be just equally as good. We thank and praise God. We pray that God will guide our conversation, that our words will be from him and not from ourselves, and that we will be able to feed the people instead of causing them to be confused. In Jesus' name, amen. Jeremiah chapter 4, starting with the first verse, uh, God called Israel by his promise. If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me, and if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. Here God is talking, speaking with Israel, pleading with them to, to return unto him, to come back, deny the, their carnal ways, and do those things which are, stop doing those things which are contrary to his will. They were worshiping idols, they were whoremongers, adulterers, fornicators, ancestral behaviors, man with woman, woman with man, bestiality, lovers of themselves, more than of God. All these abominations put them out of my sight, God says, and then and only then will I spare you. Here God is just calling and pleading with Israel that they will come back unto him to ask him to forgive them and turn from those wicked ways because he's not that type of God. He doesn't agree with you if you're in an abomination or if you're in a sinful state. Sin and spirit cannot dwell together. So in the second chapter, it goes on to say, And thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth and judgment and in righteousness, and the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. In this chapter, I wanted to make sure I was on track, so I looked up the word truth, and it is the real facts about something, the things that are true, the quality or, or state of being true. Then I looked up judgment, and it says the ability to judge, make a decision, or form an opinion objectively, authoritatively, and wisely, especially in matters affecting action, good sense, and discretion. I went a little further and I looked up the word righteousness, the quality or state of being just or rightful. And then it says nations shall bless themselves. Here they would be uh, invoking not the favor of God, but invoking the favor of man and the sinful ways, and in him shall they glory, which means a time of greatest achievement, popularity, success, or the like. They're going to bless themselves, but they're not allowing God to bless them, which means they're going to go on in their own way, doing that which they want to do, forsaking all the righteousness and all that God has offered them, because they feel in themselves because of the desires of the flesh and the desires of their nature that they are happy in what they're doing and they feel justified in what they're doing. But then in verse 3, it goes on to say, 
For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground, and sow not among thorns. Here he's using a, uh, I guess it's like a, a, a parable, where uh, we're going to consider that um, breaking up the ground means to uh, actually break up that sin that is within us. And God is asking that we break that fallow ground up. And in breaking up that fallow ground, we're going to realize that we're wrong. And we're going to stop going after the idols, out of the riches of man, out of the love for ourselves and our love for our flesh, the loves of the things that are not of God. And we're going to turn back because God is going to give us mercy, and he's going to allow us to find a place within that place that we are, for a second, he's going to stop us where we are and give us a chance to get back on track and to find our way back to him. And then uh, when it talks about the so not among the thorns, that means not among the world. You're not going to do the things of the world anymore. You're going to stop in the, right in your tracks where you are, and you're going to pursue God instead of the things of the world. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. And then in verse 4, it says, Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskin of your heart. Ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, God. Here he's telling us that while we're out there, he uses the example of uh, circumcision. And most of you know that when an male is circumcised, the foreskin is removed from his anatomy, and then um, he's, uh, he's cleansed in a, in a matter because when that foreskin is there, there's something up underneath it that you just, when you're bathing, you have to actually pull that skin back and cleanse yourself. So here he's using that to explain to the people that their heart, is buried in their sin so that they can't hear from God. And he's using that circumcision as the heart and that foreskin as the sin that has covered that heart whereby it has become contaminated and is dirty. Hallelujah, God. And when a, a young man is growing up, as a baby, his mother has to cleanse him a little more so than what she would had he been circumcised. And she teaches that young boy how to do the same thing so that he will be clean in his body. And here God is saying that circumcision covering the heart, that foreskin covering the heart, has contaminated the heart and caused it to go after the things of the world. And unless the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, unless they allow God to come in and clean them up, and remove the filth from them through repentance, it's going to be hard for them to make it out. And because of this evil, 
and, and what they're doing. They've called God right now to turn his back. But God wants to spare them, and he's called them because the promise was that he would deliver them from Egypt and give them a new place, a promising place. But here they've allowed the world to take them over and not allowed God, not continue to praise God, to give him honor, to make the sacrifices unto God. They've chosen to do the lesser, which they feel is, is easier to do it their way than to do what God has required of them. And uh, I'm going to step aside right now and let somebody step in, uh, um, my husband or uh, Evangelist Beatty or uh, Minister Chapman or Mother Jameson, whichever wants to step in at this point, starting with the fifth verse. Declare and eat in Judah and publish in uh, Jerusalem and say, blow your trumpet and cry, gather together. And say, assemble yourself, and let the and let go into the defense city. Set up a standard toward Zion. Retire, say not, for I will bring evil from the north and a great depression. The lion is coming in, <clears throat> coming up from his sickness, and destroy the Gentiles. It, oh, Gentiles, Gentiles is. On his way, and he has come forth from the from this side to make the land desolate, and <clears> thou <throat> city shall be slain waste without inhabitant. For for he girded up the thick clothing, garment, and hollow. For his fury against the Lord is not turned back from us. And this is saying like in the fifth chapter, he says. The fifth verse, the Holy Spirit is, uh, the Holy Ghost is crying out for the repentance for the people. Sadly, they will not take heed. They will not take heed, and they're still doing the ways and the things they want to do. And then, like I said, in the sixth verse, it says, uh, Zion referred to the falling, falling to the, uh, Zion referred to the, to the tall pole with the with the with the flag pointed to the desolate Zion, it's pointing to the evil places where where it will be coming. Uh, retire referred to the fact that they should not linger but make a rush in a hurry to come unto God. And the evil is from the north, referring to the coming of the invasion. Coming for the invasion of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, and also says uh, uh, the Great Depression is carried out in a total destruction. The streets of uh, the streets of uh, Jerusalem is running red blood is running with red blood, and the temple is being totally destroyed. In you know, seven to the line of Uh, the line from Nebuchadnezzar is invasion was so great that Jerusalem was on its way was on the way to the <clears throat> yeah that uh, Jerusalem was on its way to 
destroy uh, yeah all the Gentiles, referring to the time of the the coming of the judgment and the time of the, of repentance. It it is now, but it will be no later. A personal savior. Amen. And you have to be saved. You have to save out. You have to do it up. But they didn't want to give up. They didn't want to do what God has done. And God has let his wrath come down on them and to let them know that who is, who is that he's God and he's able to do it all. And he's given them every goal and every chance, everything to get it right. But they have turned their back on and they won't come in. But God had to bring forth this to let them know that he is God, because they, they have lost all remembrance of where he brought them from and the thing that he had, because they were worshiping idols, they were doing all this. They had put all the trust in themselves and rather put them, their trust in men because they, they didn't realize that God is God, and God was there from the beginning. God is from the end, from the end, and all the things that they had been through, they had pinned up, they had to depend on Him in the fullness. But they wanted to let somebody else lead them, and they put away God, and God is bringing forth His wrath, and that's the way it is today. Everybody's running to and fro, trying to do what they have to do, but they have put their they haven't put their trust in God. Like I say, I believe in the Bible. Everybody believes in the Bible, but the thing is not to believe in the Bible. The thing is to do the Bible. Amen. Praise God. Next, who's gonna take nine? I will, uh, and it shall come to pass. At that day, said the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish, and the heart of the prince and the priest shall astonish, and the prophets shall wonder. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, surely thou hast greatly deceived this people and Jerusalem, saying, Ye shall have peace, whereas the sword reacheth unto the soul. At that time shall it be said, to this people and to Jerusalem, a dry city, a, I'm sorry, a dry wind of the high places in the wilderness towards the daughter of my people, not to sin nor to clean. You did say to verse 13, right? Hello? Well, you got 12. Okay. Even a full wind from these places shall come unto me. Now also will I give sentence against them. All right, verse 11, um, we're talking about a dry wind that that God said was. That was the east wind from the uh, desert was common, and it was dreaded because it was so hot. And um, we can see that the wind is uh, a metaphor for the, for the devastating army that would come to conquer the land, which, again, we're talking about uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And verse 12, even a full wind, oh, I'm sorry, go back up to 11, when it says not to sin nor to cleanse, uh, that uh, not to sin means that that wind from the east was hot and dry, like I said, unlike wind that would have separated grain from the husk. And then talking about that full, that full wind from those places. Rather, a wind fuller than is more more than the other winds, whereas the first wind we're talking about was dry and hot. This one is going to be uh, more uh, more more fearful than that one. Amen. 
and it's just it's it's just talking about what's what's going to happen, and that they're 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 going to they're not going to be an escape to what what is what is taking place because he has given them time to repent, and they're still hard headed and um, going going their way, doing their own desiring their own uh, uh, pleasures instead of hearkening to the voice of God. You want to say a little something about the ninth verse? Okay, the ninth. And it shall come to pass at that day, said the Lord, that the heat of the king shall perish. And uh, he's saying everything that they have believed in up until now, it's, it's going to it's going to perish. Nothing is going to nothing is going to really go their way. And um, <clears throat> and the heart of the princes and the priests shall be astonished. So they're they're, they're going to be amazed, not to the point like a good amazing, but they're they're going to just know that I can't do anything. Amen. So, because God 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 has spoken, and He has given opportunity after opportunity, and it's just not so. And now the people can really see what Jeremiah is saying is true: the wrath of God. Amen. Amen. Um, who wants to go with what? 13 through, um, I guess, uh, 16, 17. Okay. Behold, he shall come up like clouds, and his chariots shall be like a whirlwind. His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe unto us, for we are spoiled. O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts lodge within thee? For a voice declare from Dan, and publish an affliction from Mount Ephraim. Make mention to the nations, Behold, publish against Jerusalem, that watchers come from a far country, and give out their voice against the cities of Judah. Praise God. Um, here again, is still talking about Nebuchadnezzar invasion of Jerusalem. Praise God, for God is going to use Nebuchadnezzar to chasten his people because they won't obey him. They will not turn from their wicked ways and come to him. So, uh, so devastation is impending upon Jerusalem. Praise God. And um, in uh, verse thir- uh let's see, number twelve. Even a full wind from those places shall come unto me. Now also will I give sentence against them. Um, here, the Lord is giving sentence against Jerusalem, like I said, because they are not turning unto God. And so God is bringing forth judgment upon them. Behold, he shall come up like clouds. This means that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come with his great armies, praise God, against Jerusalem, praise God, and None would be able to stop him. Uh, as we know from history, Nebuchadnezzar was a very fierce-type king, and his army was fierce, praise God, and he destroyed whom he will, and he saved whom he will. But but because um, Nebuchadnezzar is the instrument that God's going to use against Jerusalem, God has already purposed in his heart what is to be against Jerusalem because they won't hearken unto him. They say, O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness, that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts lodge within thee? And the Lord is still pleasing with Jerusalem to turn from their wicked ways. 
perhaps God would have turned, praise God, his fierce wrath from them if they had turned unto him, if they washed their hearts, if they cleansed their ways and called out upon God, God would have saved them. For a voice declared from Dan and published affliction from Mount Ephraim. <coughs> Devastation is on its way. Make mention to the nations, behold, publish against Jerusalem, that watchers come from a far country and give out their voice against the cities of Judah. They are going to accomplish that that the Lord has placed in their hearts against Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Um, Mother Jameson, would you like to take 17 to 21? Okay. As keepers of a field are they against her roundabout, because she hath been rebellious against me, saith the Lord. Um, 18. Thy way and thy doings have procured, have, have procured uh, these things unto thee. This is thy wickedness, because it is better, because it reacheth unto thine heart. Um, my bowels, my bowels. I am pained at my very heart. My heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace, because thou hast heard of my soul. Thou hast heard, sorry. Oh, my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is spoiled. Suddenly are my tents spoiled. And my curtains in a moment. And as the Lord is saying, as keepers of a field are they against her roundabout, because uh, she has been rebellious against me, saith the Lord. So it's like um, um, uh, the uh, um, the other nation that the Lord has, like Nebuchadnezzar. It's like as if they are watching, you know. Uh, they're ready, um, you know, the Lord has got them all ready to come on, you know, to take over the land. And um, because of them being so rebellious against God and not uh, uh, listening to what God has told them, it's like he's been patient with them, you know, long enough. And um, even though he loves them so much, and he doesn't want to do what he's doing. But in order to make them listen, you know, and to see that he means what he's saying, you know, this is why he's doing what he's doing. And thy ways and thy doings have procured these things unto thee. And this is thy wickedness because uh, it is bitter, because it reacheth unto thine heart. And it's saying, you know, how... um, uh, this is because of what they're doing. You know, they brought this upon themselves. And um, uh, no matter how much he's talked with them, they won't listen. So this is what they brought on themselves. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, okay, um, my bowels, my bowels. I am pained at uh, my very heart. Uh my heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace, because thou hast heard, O oh my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Hallelujah, God. And um, it's like um, 
he's taking all he can take, you know. And uh, um, he can't stand sin, and he can't stand to look on this sin no more, you know. And um, what he said he's going to do, he's going to do. They won't listen. So, you know, destruction. When they say destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is spoiled. It's all rotten, you know, it's ruined. Hallelujah, God. That they, you know, everything is just good, gosh. Mm-hmm. It's hurting him to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But he can't help but do what he's, you know, to get them to listen. You know, like a mother hates to whip that child, you know, for what they've done wrong. You've talked to them and you've talked to them. But they don't want to listen. Hallelujah, God. No matter what you say to them, they keep on doing, you know, what you tell them not to do. And no matter how much you say, don't do this and don't do that, and they want to still go in, go in their own way and do what they want to do. Hallelujah, God. No matter what he says, they're going to still, you know, hallelujah, Jesus. Worship the other gods. They're going to still go in their own way. Joy in themselves, whatever. Hallelujah, God. So they're bringing destruction on their own selves. We have our sister Evangelist Jane on the phone. On the phone. I thought I heard it. Is anyone else out there that would like to take a, a set of scriptures? Okay, we're going to go with 20, 22, 20, 21. Yeah. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? Yeah. Here, uh, the Lord, as our Mother Jameson was saying, at this point, God was so fed up with all that sin coming up, the stench of sin coming up to his nostrils, that he was using never. Nebuchadnezzar as a king and his mighty army to bring the attention to the people. He had talked with him and let his prophet speak to him and Jeremiah had cried out to the people and had repented telling them to repent, to change from their ways because God was angry and he was going to send his wrath. So he uses that army to uh, get the attention of the people. So in the 22nd verse it says, For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are Scottish, Scottish children, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void. And the heavens, they were, they had no light. I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. Mm-hmm. I beheld, and lo, there was no man, and all the birds of the heavens were fled. I beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness. And all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. Here uh, God is reminding the people of Judah 
that there was a time when they recognized that he was God, <laughs> that he was the one that created the earth, that he was the one that removed all the gases and all those things that were inha- not habitable for mankind, and he put a form upon the world because it was born. And then he turned around and there was no light, so he gave light. And there was the mountains were all around, and when he spoke in the word into existence, the mountains became hills and they moved and trembled at his voice. And then he beheld that there was no man, and he created man to put in this garden. And then there all the birds and all the heavens were fled. That meant God had created all of this, and they had forgotten. And then he said, beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness. Amen. All the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. See, God is letting us know that he can do whatever we need him to do. And this place, Judah, had they just fell down on their knees and repented, asked for forgiveness. Lord, I could not... I did not see what I was doing was wrong. Become clean with God. And don't try to deceive him saying, you know, I'm not, I'm still doing what you want me to do. But God is saying here, there, there's a saying in the Bible that says your covers are too short. Well, that's the same way with God. You can't hide your sin from God because of the stench that comes before him. And here these people had forgotten that he created the heavens and the earth, and he made man, and he created the birds, and all of these creations came at the, just a, him speaking it into existence. And now, here his anger had come forth, and he was destroying that which he had created. He was destroying a people that he loved, but they still wanted to do their thing. Who wants to take the next four? 27 to uh, 30. Um. For thus have the Lord said, The whole land shall be desolate. Yet will I not make a full end. For this shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above be black, because I have spoken it. I have purposed it and will not repent. Neither will I turn back from it. The whole city shall flee, for the noise of the horsemen and bowmen. They shall go into thickets and climb up upon the rocks. Every city shall be forsaken, and not a man shall dwell in them. And when thou art spoiled, what wilt thou do? Though thou clothest thyself with crimson, though thou deckest thee with ornaments of gold, though thou enlargest thine eyes with paint, in vain shall thou make thyself fear. Thy lovers will despise thee. They will seek thy life. For I have heard a voice as of a woman in travail, and the anguish as of her who bringeth forth her fruit, her first child. The voice of the daughter of Zion, who bewaileth herself, who spreadeth her hands, saying, Woe is me now, for my soul is wearied because of murderers. <coughs> Praise God. And in these verses that the Lord is... Uh, is uh, 
seeking, uh, praise God, that that he has determined upon Jerusalem, he says he's not going to repent, praise God, that, but he will bring the fierce judgment he has purpose in his heart to do. And though, um, uh, you know, like some, some, sometimes um, people, when they know that they, they're in a straight, mm-hmm. praise God, and they know that judgment is impending or devastation is impending, they would try to put on a facade as though they are doing the mm-hmm. right thing. But inwardly, they know that they are being deceitful, right. praise God. But no man can deceive God. And the reason I'm bringing out that, the Lord said, don't you clothe yourself with crimson. Mm-hmm. You know, you make yourself fair before me. Uh, their heart wasn't toward God. Uh, they wanted what they wanted. They wanted to continue in their way. They didn't want to f- serve God. Mm-hmm. Had, uh, because God had put standards before them. They right. knew God's standards. They knew his ways. They right. knew how to be holy, praise God, mm-hmm. because God had taught them in his statutes, his judgments, his precepts. So it's not that they were without knowledge and knowing how to serve God. In their uh, impenitent heart, they refused to serve God. They were rebellious children, Praise God. And they wanted to do things their way. And so God said he's not going to repent of the evil that he has determined to bring up against Jerusalem. But he will bring it forth, praise God, and um, and spoil the whole land. The whole land will be desolate, praise God. And as we know that the temple was destroyed back in 70 A.D., I think it was, by King Nebuchadnezzar. He just laid it waste. was nothing left. No one to inhabit Jerusalem. He laid laid it waste. God beloved place was laid waste, and they were scattered. Amen. You know, never even existed. That's right. I I I I, I like it when when uh, when God said uh, how the land would be. Remember, before creation, it was void and dark. Mm-hmm. And he and that's and that's what he was referring to, you know, just like it was before I created it. Created it. It's going to be like that. I'm going to bring it to. I'm going to bring it to pass just like that. So he he, he took them from mm-hmm. the time when there was nobody to mm-hmm. the time there was somebody, and then back again to why he's why he's going to do what he does. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, we tend to uh, look the other way when we see stuff like this in the Bible. But this is so true because, see, uh, when God gives so much to the people of God, He um, it maybe it didn't happen when we thought it should have happened. Mm-hmm. But when he called on his name, he came and he rescued us and he gave us a better place than where we were before he came. And this is the same thing here. He just wants a people that is going to be sincere to yeah. serve him, that are going to push beyond the temptations that are set before them, that turn their back against the sins and the idolatry and the idol worship. He wants to be the only one that they worship. And here he gave them so much. They mm-hmm. had been in slavery for 400 years. And God delivered them and take them to the promised land, and they forget everything that he delivered them from. 
and even after they forget and they start going their own way, he still cries out through the prophet Jeremiah to tell them to repent, to turn from their wicked ways, to come back, and I will take you if you say, I'm sorry, if you are repenting, have a repentant heart. But he's not going to continue to allow you to go your way because, see, what was happening was sin is just like a virus. And when it's contaminated, it contaminates another. So the sin was growing, and it was getting worse and really out of control, and the prophets weren't being heard, and the people weren't respecting them as prophets of God. So God had to bring them back, pull them back to attention to let him know enough is enough. Yeah. And this is exactly what was happening in, uh, when he sent Nebuchadnezzar in, the strongest and greatest army during that period of time, to destroy him. And imagine a land filled with milk and honey, beautiful when they first come. Mm-hmm. And now it's become so contaminated with sin that God is willing to wipe out the entire area. Amen. Isn't that something? Yes. And, and I'm sure we all, at some point or another, we were a part of the sinful world. But That's now... We've repented, and we want God to keep us from going back to those things he delivered us from. And this is all he's asking of the people of Judah. Anyone else want to elaborate? It doesn't make a difference what part, but chapter 4 throughout talks about God pleading with the people. And it would think you would think once he destroyed that city, they would get wise and say, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, God. Help me to keep your word. Help me to follow your will. But they were still sickening. I like like, uh, verse 19 when it says, uh, the latter part of 19, oh, my soul, the sound of the trumpet, Mm -hmm. the alarm of war. Mm -hmm. God still warned them, gave them time. Mm -hmm still gave them opportunity to uh, repent. And he said, sound the alarm. Amen. And wouldn't you think when, when when you hear something that you haven't heard, mm-hmm. wouldn't it, well, wouldn't it like, what have I done? I better try to get it right. I better get it right. Not try, but get it right. But they they turned their back on God. It wasn't as if they didn't know God. But they choose not to follow after him anymore, and that's sad because out of out of everything that he brought them through, out of all the places he brought them over, all the battles that they have won, mm. they just turn their back. Mm. And I like I like what uh, chapter three said last week, or it was it chapter two that he said that he's married to the backslider. Mm-hmm. All you have to do. Is repent. Yes. Turn from your wicked ways and say, God, I'm sorry. No mm-hmm. matter what you have done, He will forgive you and He loves you. He loves us anyway, but He wants us to live eternally with Him. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's just amazing how just how awesome you see God working throughout yes. throughout the Scripture because He loves them so much. 
that he gives you time and time and time again. Just like that song that says, A Second Chance, he gives a second, third, fourth, a hundredth, a thousand chances. And, and, you know, and some of us, we know, are not going to all make it to heaven, but some of us hear him and still don't mark in our hearts. And this is why it is so important that we know that God's love is so pure. Mm. He can reach all the way down to the lowest and pull them up and give them a brand new, give them a brand new life. Hallelujah. Totally free. Wipe the slate clean. And that's, and that's the, that's the awesomeness of the God that we serve. He don't look past your faults, but he see your need and give you an opportunity to just say, Father, I stretch my hand out to you. No other way that I know. So clean me up. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Amen. I just thank God for, for mercy. Amen. Every day it was given to them, just like he gives it to us, day after day. And amen. 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 You know, I like the first part of 19, too, because mm-hmm. I'm those of, of you that are prophets. Yes. Uh, and ministers and evangelists, that at some point or another, when God stirs you up to speak, mm-hmm. it feels like your bowels are bursting. Mm-hmm. That's what Jeremiah is saying. My bowels, my bowels, I am pained at my very heart that the bowels are so full that it, you can feel it all up in your chest area and what have you. And he said, I cannot hold my peace. And that's when he begins to prophesy about the destruction, destruction. Over and over he cried. And the whole land is full because it's been contaminated by sin. And they were still even seeing the army and it coming to war, hearing the loud noises of the trumpet. It should have been a key that it was from God. Because that's what he said is going to happen when the rapture takes place. He said the trumpet is down. So it's a warning, but no, they didn't take heed. So chapter 4 is full of a lot of knowledge yes. of the people of Judah, their relationship with God, and how uh, it was threatened with judgment, but they still were hard-headed and hearkened not to the voice and the cries of the prophet that God was using to warn them if they did not change from their wicked ways, what would happen. Anybody else? I just want to um, go back to verse 3, talking about that fallow ground. And I was just going to liken it as to the um, the farmer, whenever he wants to um, break up the ground, praise mm-hmm. God, to prepare it for sowing of the seed, he'll break up the fallow ground. He'll remove the stumps and anything that will um, hinder the crops from producing he clears out that land and make it ready for planting. And the Lord here is saying for Jerusalem to to break up your, your fallow ground, break up your heart, praise mm-hmm. God, take out those things that will hinder fruitfulness and, and that, will, that will cause rebellion against God. Remove those things. Uh, listen to what God is saying. 
don't don't uh uh turn your uh, deaf ear to his word to his warning um break up break up the foul ground make it ready for good things to be praise god turn toward god discipline yourself unto the lord and uh uh it says so not among the thorns you know don't 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 go uh after sin and unrighteousness but praise god make the ground ready to bring forth good fruit, uh-huh. turning unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Good teaching. Good teaching. Yeah. Anybody else have something they want to uh, say about any part of chapter 4? Amen. Can I just say one other thing? I, I look at this whole, the whole, from the beginning of the, the first chapter, it just shows just the love of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just shows just how lovable and loving he really is. I mean, he can allow them to just turn their backs. When he said he gives us a free a free will, we can either serve him or not serve him, but it behooves us when we turn our back on God. God. And, and this is exactly uh-huh. what they did, and God allowed them to go ahead and turn their backs. He could have changed their minds. He could he 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 could have, but he's not he's not a guy who forces himself on anybody. Right. It's a free choice. Mm-hmm. It's a willingness. And I I just I just I just have to thank God for giving us Amen. These, this book of instructions. How we can when we when we start going astray, how we can come back because he gives us, he just doesn't give us one warning. He gives us warnings after warnings to make it right. And at the warnings that he gives us, your heart can either be softened or hardened. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I thank God for mercy. Amen. I thank God for, for mercy saying no to us, you know, to, to the devil, and saying not this time. You won't have these people. You won't have, my, you won't have the children that God created to praise him. And I thank God. I just, I just encourage the the listeners this evening to just hear the voice of God. Yes, Lord. Amen. Just hear the voice of God, and whatever you've done that you don't think you could make it, you can make it. All you have to do is ask God to forgive you. Amen. So, amen. Amen. Um, I just want to say a little bit about um, verse. Uh, I think it is verse 2, where it says, Thou shalt know the truth, and thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. Mm -hmm. The nations shall bless themselves. This is where uh, God is letting them know that when Nebuchadnezzar comes, they're going to say to themselves, that what the prophet was saying was true, and it yeah. was of God, and that they're going to no longer deceive themselves because uh, that was something our evangelist Dorothy said about you can be dressed in the best of clothes and yet mislead, be misled by false appearances. Amen. What is shown on the outside is not necessarily what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, here they were trying to delude one another by saying, no, he, God's not going to do anything in so many words, and then one another, and then there was no more sin. And any act regarding sin is an, any kind of act that's regarded as such as transgression, especially a willful or deliberate violation of some righteous or moral principle. And here they had they were deceiving one another, lying, and they were no longer telling the truth. And they figured that if they kept doing it, um, it would be all right. But mm-hmm. God wanted them to repent. But the only way they could repent was that they had to be sorry for the sin or the fault or what had caused them to do what they had done. And they had to recognize that they were wrong. See, many of us don't want to recognize we're wrong. But here they were told what they were doing wrong, but they yet were in a state of, uh, I guess, it's unbelief because they weren't believing in God. They had taken on the false God, and they believed the false God over the living God. And they were deceiving themselves. And sometimes in our walk with Christ, we tend to say no to something that we know to be true. And we tend not to listen to a warning that God has given us when it's given to us by a person or an individual. A prophet could be a preacher or teacher. And we walk on our own because our flesh has become alive and we become rebellious. And when we become rebellious, the Spirit of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God just steps back. And that's what happened here. Mm-hmm. They had deceived themselves into believing that they were right and the prophet was lying. This whole chapter is beautiful. It I is. thank each one of y'all for your support tonight and your uh, participation. Now, is there anybody that has a question or want to make another statement before we have prayer? I just want to thank God for the chapter also as um you all were you know um um minister mary was saying about you know the chapter and even all of you you know and how you uh, spoke about it because it's a help to all of us you know and it's to let us see you know that uh um with god you don't hide anything god knows everything he's our father you know and he'll tell you first before he sends someone else, he lets you know. You know you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. And he'll send someone else, you know, and you, it verifies. So you can't say he didn't talk to you first. Mm-hmm. If you have the Holy Spirit, you know you've done wrong if you've done something. And all you have to do is go before him and repent. And this is what he was doing. And it was like he kept can't you hear? You know they heard him, but they refused to hear what he said, you know. And just wanted to go on, keep on going on in their own ways. And this is to show us, you know, and to let you see, you know, he loves us so much. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. That he lets us, you know, he's patient. I mean, the patience is all in here. You know, that he's showing us in the book, period. You know, how patient he is with us. You know, how he gives us all this like of uh, 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 Mother, uh, Sister Mary, God's Mary, um, Pastor Mary was saying, and 
how many chances he's given to us. I know I've been good gosh. Amen. I'll be sitting up in here crying and, you know, to him and, and he forgives me, you know. Hallelujah, God. So I even have to beat my own stuff up sometimes because I know what he's done for me, you know. I can't look on nobody else. I have to keep me together, keep me, you know, pray for others, to help others that we all will work together, you know, and help one another. You know, just as in here and seeing one one bad apple trying to mess up another, you know, and on and on and on. Because you see what, uh, if any of them in here trying to do right, the others won't let them do right. Amen. Well, um, thank you, everybody, for their participation tonight. Thank you, Mother Jameson, for your words of encouragement and your participation. We're going to close with a prayer, and we're going to pray for those that are sick and in the shut-in, those unable to get out, but we pray that they have an ear that they can hear the word of God when he calls them and that they obey God. So I'm going to close out in prayer tonight. Amen. Ask someone else, but tonight I'm going to close out. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we come before thee, God, as humbly as we know how. First, asking that thou wouldest forgive us, O God, for anything that we've done which was displeasing in thy sight. And then, God, we're going to ask that you look at your people all over the world, God, not just those that we know, God, but those that we know not but are kinsmen unto us, God. We want you to look on those that are sick, God, that are suffering, those that are in the hospital, God. A special prayer out to our sister Judy, God, treasure feels, God, that you would do that which is necessary in her life, God, in the lives of our sister Diane, God, those that I don't all know by name, God, but tonight we're laying a blanket of souls before you, God, that you will go into the hospital rooms, go into their bedrooms, God, go into their homes, wherever they may be, God, and that you will stretch forth your hand, God, that your perfected will would be done, God, and then, Lord, we want to ask ask that you bless each one of the panel members, God, each one of the teachers, those that support us, God, those that call in to hear the word, God. We pray that you will send the blessing their way, God. Whatsoever there need be, according to your perfected will, God, we pray that you meet it. Look on the church as a body, God, every church, every individual, God. Let not one go untouched. In the name of Jesus, we commit this prayer in your hand, God. For your will, God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank each and every one of you. Love you all. Thank you. Good night. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.